Hey, this is Tyler from the Big Turkey and the Fat American Dream. This week we were given the opportunity to record our podcast at the infamous Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. A big thanks to the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society and also everybody who helped us out making today happen. Thank you for working with us. So you can go check them out at mrps.org, and you can learn about the history of the prison there, and you can also set up and find out how to get yourself a tour. I'm just going to play the interview for you right now. Hello, this is Tyler from the Big Turkey and the Fat American Dream, and today we are doing a locational podcast, and we have a special guest, Aaron, who... Where are we? We are inside Mansfield Reformatory, Tyler. And we are with the special guest tour guide named Veronica. Say hi, Veronica. What's up? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Parts of this prison are very cold. That yeah. is the truth. Aaron. Yes, sir. Why are we here today? Why are we here today? Um, because we both got the day off work, Tyler. We did. I'm going to let Veronica, if she would, talk a little bit about the like prehistory of the prison grounds if you're if you're willing to talk yeah sure if not you can just go mute and i'll just take it take it from there yeah, what good. uh I'll, I'll just ask questions how about how's that go? sounds good so before this place was a prison what was the significance of this area uh this space was actually used as a civil war training camp it was called camp barley it's named after mordecai barley who's the governor of the state of ohio nice nice and when did that like uh did stop when was that like game over? I don't know. To be honest with you. When did okay? When was the starting of the prison? So the prison. So construction of the prison started in 1886. Um, at the time, the state of Ohio was looking for somewhere to build uh, an intermediate penitentiary to serve as a halfway point between the two other institutions in Ohio. So you had the Ohio Penitentiary in Columbus, and you have a boys' industrial school in Lancaster. So 1886, they started constructing it, but it didn't actually open until 1896. That is a good amount of time and it started the whole the prison uh started off for the youth is what we talked about on the tour yeah so it started off as a reformatory for a first time usually non-violent offenders so crimes like burglary larceny horse thievery pocket picking breaking and entering stuff like that it was intended to house like i said first time young non-violent offenders usually between the ages of 15 and 30. 15 and 30. now you have been doing tour guides for past two years right two years two or so and uh you've learned had this history built into your head what got you interested in tour guides how do you what what came about that oh man well actually i never intended to be a tour guide so i started i was a volunteer here and then um i was in school studying history and i needed to do an internship uh, for part of my schooling and so i asked our archivist if she needed help with anything um, started working in the archives with the oral history collection that we have so processing and uh, transcribing and indexing some of that and then i got to interview additional inmates and uh, while i was doing that the concept of becoming a tour guide came up and uh, i said sure that sounds cool and uh, here we are <laughs> that's amazing that's that's cool how that fell in your lap that's a good opportunity what uh did you know about the prison prior like so you already knew the history and stuff had you gone on tours before here yeah so i had been on probably a couple of tours like with like 
think I came here with like a school group one time, like when I was a kid, and then I had come back as an adult. I actually came from one of the like ghost hunts at right. one point before I started working here. Um, I just thought the building was really cool. The history's really neat, and I was like, what a cool place to to work. Earlier, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I'm going to ask you. Earlier, we talked about uh, a certain experience you had with somebody with dowsing rods. Could yeah. you retell? If you don't mind, would you retell us that story? Yeah, sure. So there was a a day that I was doing a tour for a ghost hunt, and we were over in the warden's living space. So we used to have space for wardens, assistant wardens, um, other employees of the building, guards, uh, to live here. And so we were over there, and there's a couple of stories about one of the former wardens who was here, uh, and that family suffered quite a bit of tragedy while they were here. Um, neither one of them died on premises, but um, a lot of people seem to think that they're still around. So during ghost hunts when we give tours beforehand we tell people about that history and a lot of people tend to associate paranormal stories with that and some of them seem to think that that warden and his wife may still be around hanging around somewhere so while we were on the tour one of our volunteers got out a set of dowsing rods to demonstrate them to the people on the tour and so she gets them out and started asking questions and dowsing rods are like l-shaped rods mm-hmm. um, basically and the idea is you hang on to them uh, and you'll hold on to the shorter end of them in your hands and the idea is that they will move right and people can use them for paranormal investigations um, so the idea is you can ask yes or no questions and they'll cross for yes move apart for no you can ask you know where are you and they'll move things like that so she had a set of these out and started asking questions asked if anybody was in the room with us things like that started asking specifically of Helen or Arthur, uh, which were the warden, the warden, his wife's name, started asking if either of them were in there. Um, but she had asked, you know, is anybody in here? And they crossed and they said, yes. Um, but then after that, they weren't really doing anything. They were just kind of moving around. But eventually, so she started letting other people on the tour ask questions. Um, and, and still they were just kind of moving in no specific way. But eventually she said something about me specifically. She was, she said, hey, can you guys say hi to Veronica? <laughs> As soon as she said Veronica, both of them turned toward me and then moved back and quit moving. And, you know, so of course everybody on the tour was like <laughs> freaking out, but it was, it was definitely strange. That does, it sounds crazy. Now, you said earlier, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so maybe explain a little more after I say this. You're kind of a skeptic on the ghost side, like this place doesn't freak you out, like when you're walking through. No, it doesn't freak me out. It's definitely, I like I said, I always tell people I'm skeptical, but... I've had things happen that I have to question my skepticism once in a while. Is there anything else that comes to mind that has happened that you're like, huh, I wonder what that was? Weird paranormal stuff? Yeah. Um, Probably one of the weirdest things happened actually in solitary. What made this extra weird was I was giving a tour that day, and this was in December last year, and so, like, you guys saw we're not busy today. And so... I had a tour and there was only four people on it. It was a family. I was like, what do you guys want to do? You know, you can do whatever you want. And they did not care about history. They didn't, they'd never seen Shawshank, had no intention of watching it, which I, is crazy, but whatever. What's, what's Shawshank? Yeah. They were like, what? <laughs> and uh, all they wanted to hear was ghost stories. And I was like, that's fine. I have a million ghost stories for you. You know, we open it up for ghost hunts all the time. So mm-hmm. take them through solitary. And of course, everybody wants to hear the solitary ghost stories. And, uh, that door just closed on its own. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really did, though. That door just closed. Okay, everyone listening to the podcast, Veronica's telling her ghost okay. stories, and I don't... This what was the warden's name again? Arthur. Arthur must be here closing the door. I have a 
feeling if that was actually. Let me finish telling you this story because it was. I think the, this is the, not the first time this has happened, though. Um, <laughs> that anyway. was. I wish we had the uh, live stream going We've for that one. We've all just seen that happen, though. That was nuts. Anyway, so whatever. I'm telling them ghost stories. Everyone wants to hear the solitary stories, right? And I told them specifically, like, I've never experienced anything in solitary. These are stories that I'm telling you that I've heard from other people. This was upstairs solitary. Yeah, or? upstairs solitary. Okay. And so, literally, I kid you not, the same day that I told them that I'd never experienced anything, we have an experience. Oh, jeez. Uh, and so I go through to hit the lights, and you have to walk halfway halfway back to hit the lights, which is because there's some in the back half of solitary and some in the front half. So I had gone back, hit the back half lights, start walking back up toward the front, and I kid you not, I hear running coming from behind me. That's always, no matter if that's paranormal or not, that's weird. That's exactly. a freaky feeling. And my first thought wasn't paranormal. My thought was like person, you know, because you always yell before you hit the lights like, hey, is anybody up there? And then you always have that one Oh, jeez. that, you know, but I like turned around and looked and there wasn't, Nothing. didn't see anything. So I just kept walking. I was like, I don't know, maybe it's an animal, whatever. I had already hit the lights, whatever it was. I was about to go down that set of stairs, though, and I didn't want to get knocked, you know, uh-huh. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not about to get pushed down the stairs, so continued walking, ducked, and whatever it was, like, you know when someone runs behind you and you get, like, that whoosh, like, yes, that happened. That so, is freaky. It did, was. Now, right away, did you, would, I think I would have been like, I, they were interested in all the ghost stuff, did yeah. you keep it to yourself, or you were like, hey... You'll never guess what just happened. Well, so I tell people this this story on, on tours now every once in a while, but these guys had already left. The people that oh. asked me about this was like at the end of the day. I was done giving tours for the day gotcha. and this happened. I was like closing the route. And so everybody was out of the building. So they're like, Veronica's yeah. talking crap that we're not here. Exactly. Let's show her. That's what made it weird. So I turned all the lights back on though and I walked back just to make sure there was nothing up there. It wasn't finished closing the tour route. Nobody in the building. So I grabbed my stuff and left. Um but it gets weirder. So I was telling that story on a tour one time. And I was probably at, at when that happened, that's probably about the same point of me into the story what that the I was. Hell? I was probably like a little bit, I was about halfway through telling these, this other tour about it. And this guy on the tour, as I'm talking, he's like, I don't want to freak you out, but I just saw something pick your hair up. and I laughed at him I was like don't mess with me you're not funny like I would have felt that and I thought he was kidding and after I said that like four other people on the tour were like he's not kidding I just saw it too it's like great so apparently I have a friend in solitary Um, super weird you did the archives. Anyone special down there? Yeah, I don't know. Oh not, that I, not that I know. I mean, there's stories. There's specific solitary stories. There was a guard. His name was Frank Hanger. He was killed in solitary. Do you know um, anything, like, in depth about that? Like, how he was killed or was just... Oh, he was killed by inmates. Um, they were trying to escape, and the story is that they... As far as I know, anyway, the story is that they basically beat him with a pipe. Jeez. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. So it could be Frank. Maybe. What are the, is there anything else that happened down in solitary? There's a lot of stuff that happened in solitary, yeah, but I mean... What was... Okay, so the deaths. The we, I talked about the inmate. Uh, had, you probably know more than me, but so, something along the lines of an inmate killing another inmate in solitary and then him mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to stop him under my bed. Yeah. That, so that actually happened? There's like a written history of that? Yeah, we have a story. I think the story from that actually comes from a former guard. Um, I think he wrote about it in a book that he put out. Um which, by the way, I'm pretty sure is available in the gift shop, so you guys can yeah, you know, we'll check, check it out. It but, out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's where that story comes from. He talked about 
a couple of inmates being put in a solitary cell, which, as I told you guys on the tour, not always actually solitary. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you guys hear that too? Yes. Crazy. What anyway. is it? Okay, so what's over here on this side? Sorry, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we just heard knocking. I'm they work on stuff. You hear yeah, hammering all the time. They're working on one's... stuff underneath us, like in the, okay, on the floor so that's underneath. Probably, so that's probably where that came from. Um, you guys are yeah. spooked now because the door right. Veronica brought her friend Frank or the warden or the warden's wife. Or right. I think it's Frank. Frank seems. You never know. Solitary Frank. Right. You never know. Like I told you guys on the tour, that I've never had anything happen that I think is like threatening. No, like, this yeah, doesn't weird, seem like. Not. It seems like okay. Yeah. You work at a. How old's the prison? Over a hundred years. So you work at a very old prison yeah. that hasn't been in prison form since you said ninety, December of ninety. Yep. So stuff's gonna happen. You said creaking and stuff. That's that's nothing. Yeah. That's that's old. It's that's, an old building. It yeah. does weird stuff. It's not uncommon. So we have. Frank the guard that messes with you from time to time sure. is what I'm assuming. We'll go with, we'll you go never with Frank. Know. Maybe, maybe you'll find someone else. <laughs> maybe find out who it is. What uh, Now, is there anything else that comes to mind when you think, like, oh, yeah, this could be uh, paranormal? Yeah, I mean, you, sometimes, you hear stuff that's weird, see stuff that's weird sometimes, ha you know. Have any of the gates, like the cell blocks, closed? Like, you hear them slam, like that old... When you, you think of, like, old creaky metal, like... Yeah. You know what I've, I mean? I've never seen or heard it happen, but other people said that they have. Veronica told us while we were on tours. We were walking down the cell block. And I, I don't Was it the east wing or west wing? I don't know. We but I noticed that the cell block had been, it looked like, cut, sawzall through because somebody had moved the once moving parts and closed them. And they the lock, it the cell locked. And they, they can't just unlock it. They have to cut through the bars. So if you ever come to... The Ohio State Reformatory in Manfield, Mansfield, Ohio. Do not touch moving parts. Yeah, don't close the doors. Don't close the doors. She uh, had mentioned that if it happens on a Sunday, it could be a little while before somebody gets out to uh, cut the solid steel. Yeah. I think it's steel that holds on that one side. So, yeah. So, you have been doing tours for the past two years, and you've met some interesting people along the ways. I'm going to ask you straight up. The ghost tours, when you give the ghost tours, okay? And I don't mean to criticize anybody, but is there anything that's like, the people that are looking for the ghost, and they think every little thing is like, oh, that's, that's a ghost! Like, like uh, that, there's a show on, I don't know, TLC about some ghost hunters, and they, like, everything's like, oh, that's a demon, this is a ghost. You're sick? You're sick because of ghosts. Yeah. It's cold in here because it's a ghost. I walked around to this prison today, and I'm telling you, it was below freezing in the uh the the in solid the hole, the hole. Yes. yeah the hole you, was pretty cold today it was so cold so i don't know how people can just be like yeah ghost yeah. so do you have the fake like the ones that are like oh man trigger yeah. happy i think i call yes them. yeah you have people that come in and and they're looking to have a paranormal experience or they're sometimes just i don't know they don't think i guess like yeah obviously you can think about it like yeah if it's cold it's cold because the building's cold. It's freezing in here. Or like, 
actually the funniest thing is when people run around with those little like EMF detectors. Yeah. And people don't realize because you see people using them on ghost hunting shows. The electromagnetic, the, the electric meters. Yeah. Yeah, electromagnetic field detectors. That's what they are. So if you get near anything giving off electricity, it's going to go off. Cell phones and etc. Exactly. Wires. Anything. So people will like run around and hold them next to like you know something that's giving off electricity or put that get it too close to their phone or their recording device or whatever <laughs> and it starts going off and they're like oh my god there has to be a ghost here and I'm like chill out for a second <laughs> you know let's think this through like I said I, I there's definitely stuff that, a lot of stuff can be explained that uh, stuff that's going on for sure when you you mentioned earlier also I'm gonna say you mentioned earlier about a thousand times you when you walk through the prison to check it to make uh, after your tours and everything is all done and finished you have to walk through the prison and check and make sure everyone got out so there's no stragglers that want to steal anything or to face the building is there any certain areas that you're like okay you know it's real late i don't feel too comfortable walking through this area you know, you know i don't some people yeah i don't i don't know if i don't know maybe i'm just strange but like i don't mind walking through the building yeah. and, and closing it down at the end of the day it's like that's kind of nice and quiet like that's I don't know. a good thing though because you don't want somebody that's going to be like oh getting this the scared of every little thing yeah and i think that's a big part of the attraction here you said from 98 the ghost tours or the haunted house everything and can you tell us a little bit what goes on with you you have a haunted attraction yeah so we do I mean, we do all kinds of events here so we do we open it up for ghost hunts overnight which are like paranormal investigations you can uh we do those during our regular tour season uh we do ghost walks which are guided tours but then during halloween season we set this up as a haunted house um so we have like actors and sets and props and all of that it's a whole big ordeal um it's a lot of fun yeah really really it's definitely different uh but yeah it's a whole lot of fun is there uh like you have the murder mystery going on right now we saw the set for it and it's pretty cool as soon as you walk in you do stuff like that frequently or is this yeah, the we do all kinds of events all throughout the year so we have the murder mystery going on right now we do a home and garden show every spring oh, nice. of all things to be in a prison right <laughs> um we do what else do we do coming up sometimes we'll do like film showings right like shawshank redemption obviously but stuff like that uh, we do a, we have a beer festival coming up in may we have again of all things to be having in a prison uh we do incarceration which is that big tattoo and music festival every summer That's this year amazing. we have like godsmack shine down i think you said godsmack record a music video here along with little wayne and yep. i think david allen cole we mentioned before what? Okay, right right off the bat, what movies were filmed here? Shawshank Redemption. All right. Air Nobody's Force heard one. of that one. Yeah, right. Nobody knows what Shawshank is. Yeah. Uh, Air Force One, uh, Tango and Cash, and then Harry and Walter Go to New York uh, was also filmed here. Now, Tango and Cash and Harry and Walter Go to New York were both filmed while this was still in operating prison. Um, what? Yes. Did not know that. Um, Shawshank and Air Force One, obviously, after the fact. And then there's been a couple of little, like, horror movies and things like that, music videos. And then we just had another movie filming about a year ago which technically i'm not supposed to talk about so it'll come out soon yeah they'll know when it comes out now can i ask you to tell us the story about the warden's wife and the warden yeah sure so yeah so they lived here like i said with the um with their kids uh the warden arthur moved in when he was still single ended up marrying his wife her name was helen she moved in here with him ended up having two kids um 
but they uh, suffered a lot of tragedy while they were here. So uh, Helen Glatke, so Arthur's wife, she was getting ready for an event or something one morning, so the story goes, and she was reaching up into her closet um, to grab a hat box or a jewelry box, something out of there, and didn't realize that her husband's loaded gun was sitting on top of it, and, and she dropped it, and dropped the gun, and it discharged and struck her through her left lung. Um, she's taken to the hospital in Mansfield, but um, she passed away, unfortunately, a few days later uh, after that incident. Um, when that happened, the kids and Arthur did continue to live here. In 1959, though, Arthur suffered a massive heart attack at his desk downstairs, and he was also taken to the hospital where he passed away that same day. Yeah. Um, so. And you told me the children at that time were high school aged, and they were taken in by who? Uh, so the kids at the time, yeah, so they were still in school at that time, and so the assistant warden that was here at the time actually took them in. They lived here until they were old enough to move out, and uh, one of them is actually still around. Uh, he'll message us on our Facebook every once in a while, like, hey, how's the house? Because, you know, I mean, this is where they live. This was That's insane. Yeah. Has he been back to visit? Like, I don't know. Not recently that I know of, but... That'd be kind of cool, though, if he came back and had some stories about yeah. uh, childhood. Um, they've told us all kinds of stories about living here. I mean, it's great that one of our one of my favorite ones is that apparently, um, conveniently for them, maybe not so conveniently for everybody else, the guards' cars were parked relatively close to their window, and they used to shoot BBs at their at the guards' cars. Oh my gosh! Probably mom and dad didn't know about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, for us, but right. that would be awful. Right. That would. That's something. Can you imagine, though, like, growing up living in a prison, you know? And you're doing stuff like that. Right. That's like the preacher's kids are always crazy. That's funny. Right. That's funny. Is there any... What is your favorite story of history that's that's occurred here? Like, the one that you enjoy most telling? Man, I don't know. It's all awesome. Yeah. You is. know? We got to an area upstairs that we got to see a little behind the scenes, and it was the attic. And the attic, you said, was... How many, how many prisoners was this prison intended to hold? Heh, that's a good question. Uh, it was intended to hold, so that's a, that's a very complicated long question, about 14 to 1600 uh, maybe. So the west cell block has five tiers, 35 cells per range, and that those cells are meant to house two per cell, so like 750 on that side of the building. And then the east cell block has six tiers, 50 cells per range. They're smaller, intended to house one, so 600 over there. Once you add in your dormitories, that gives you that 14 to 1600 capacity range. But then they started housing two people per cell on the east cell block, two to overcrowding. So now you have 1,200 people over there, 750 on the west side, plus dormitories now. You're talking like maybe 2,400. Um, but in the 30s, there was a point where we were housing over 3,400. So. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. A thousand, roughly a thousand over capacity. Like an additional thousand on top of what they're supposed to have. So, at what year did the prison become maximum security? I I don't know the exact year for you. We started so in the 30s. We started taking in inmates from the Ohio Penitentiary, uh, supposedly, um, which means we start having to change how we're operating. Um, and then due to prison overcrowding, we started taking in people that maybe should have been in a maximum security prison. Um, we officially became designated max in the 60s at some point, as far as I know. Um, but we were taking in, you know, originally this was intended to house first-time offenders only, so if you were here, this was your first time in a correctional facility. But later on, um, again, like I said, because of prison overcrowding and some other stuff that was going on at the time, um, especially with the Ohio Penitentiary in Columbus, 
because that's where you would have been housed on any serious offense at that time. Um, they started sending people out of there to here, maybe to give them a chance at reforming themselves, even though they wouldn't have been able to get here previously. I mean, tuberculosis obviously was yeah. like a big concern at the time. So that's so that infirmary I, that we saw on the tour that's up above the chapel was the original one. Um, and the story goes again. There's no like written like evidence of it or anything solid but the story goes that when they moved the infirmary into the wing off of the east cell block just to have more space more updated right because we have more inmates now um we don't know for sure what they were using that space for but the story goes that it may have been a tuberculosis ward at one time because obviously you'd want to keep those people separate because it's highly contagious obviously yeah. disease um so yeah that would have definitely been a big one So, for the ghost hunters that come through here, what is the hot spots for them? What is the the first thing they're like, yeah. bah, we want to see this. This is all over the interwebs. Well, everybody always wants to see solitary, obviously. Yeah. The whole, everybody wants to see that. The chair room, cause just mm. because it's been all the ghost hunting shows. Look, I told you guys I've never had anything happen in there. I don't know, people have, but I'm just not one of them, I guess. But, yeah, solitary for sure. Warden's living space, because of all the stories associated with that. Um yeah honestly when people come here for ghost hunting though i tell them i'm like the whole thing just explore yeah. the whole building yeah you know? so like we were just in what is this room called this is the we are in the east diagonal right now and it had a door close on its own it did. and the pressure didn't seem to change so veronica i have a question for you <clears throat> this has been referred to as the most haunted prison in america how do you feel about that statement Man, I don't know how I feel about that statement. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's like I said, I'm skeptical of ghosts and all that stuff. So whether or not the stuff that's going on here that's weird is paranormal, I don't know. But I don't know how to explain it. But I always have, people always ask, like, is this the most haunted, like, what's the most haunted place in the building? Yeah. Stuff like that. I feel like, obviously, there's a lot of crazy, bad stuff that happened here. People died here. Yeah, so for sure, you know, you're going to have stuff associated with that that happens at every prison though i mean it happens at any i mean any old building with any kind of you know i mean we're not the oldest one i think to my knowledge eastern state in philadelphia is the oldest prison still standing that you can go and tour um yeah can you tell us a little bit about your brand new museum that you guys have here yeah so we're really excited about that so we just had this past tour season we have the ohio corrections museum here uh, so we have artifacts from our own uh, facility, right? But we also have some things on loan to us from Ohio History Connection. They have uh, been super awesome and supportive of it. And so we have like the electric chair from the Ohio Penitentiary from them. We have the we have some stained glass from the chapel from the Ohio Penitentiary as well, which that building has unfortunately been torn down. But um, so we have some artifacts from from that prison as well as our own prison and some other correctional institutions as well. That is amazing. We got the opportunity to go see that after our grand tour, which we suggest everyone that's listening to this podcast come to Mansfield Prison, actually the Ohio State Reformatory, and Mansfield, Ohio. And come get yourself a tour, a private tour, or any tour, ghost tour, anything, and go check out that museum. It is amazing and beautifully well done. It does have some amazing historic value. Yeah, they spent a long time restoring that space and getting it all how it looks today. Yeah. Tyler, what was your favorite room today? My favorite room? Or I the guess most area. eerie room 
I walked in was the chair room, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm creeped out. It's just because it had no windows, and it was what you said, the, the, the guards had opportunities to rent those rooms so they could live on the premises. So I thought that it's kind of weird that they had no windows, and it was so bit large. But also the where the warden's wife kept her beer is the story. The closet <laughs> yeah. I walked in and I was like, it is, what, what, can you tell us about that again? Yeah, so last year in May, we had a beer festival here at the reformatory. And one of our volunteers had posted about it on Facebook. And then she shared with the rest of us because, so she's friends with one of the warden's kids that's still around on Facebook. And he saw it and he had commented on it. And he's like, I don't know if you guys know this, but the little round closet rooms and where we used to live, that's where mom stored her beer. And I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> and that was in the 40s. 40s and 50s, yeah. That's amazing. It's, cr it's cool that somebody's still around that has the stories. Yeah. That is amazing. Do you guys have anything else you want to ask Veronica? What's your favorite room, just so the viewers know? I don't know. You guys asked me that earlier, and I said I didn't know. She likes it all. It's an the all amazing thing, the place. The whole building is amazing. I don't know. Probably. God. I think the chapel is also pretty. The chapel I like is the chapel beautiful. A lot. And above the. Architecturally speaking, yeah. gorgeous. That's prob that probably is one of my favorite places to walk into. But I think my favorite pl that that's probably my favorite place to take people on tours because when you walk through there, people are always like, "Oh my god." It doesn't like, feel like a prison. This. That would be no. like a break from prison. It yeah, looks exactly. like you are going to like a very modern day like looking well now it looks modern day because they're looking for that old-fashioned look but that looks like a very pleasant place to be yeah exactly probably that and my other favorite part of taking people on tours is walking out into the cell block so we walked out on the west cell block but normally we'd go through the east and usually when people walk in there it's just like a you know it's like yeah. a holy crap moment yeah. you know what i mean it's a large prison yeah i don't think i'd want to be on the top i don't <laughs> Weird don't question. If you were staying in the Manfield prison as a inmate, uh -huh. where would you want to stay on the cell block? Uh, none of them, but... Have <laughs> <laughs> to somewhere. Uh, well, I'd want to be on the west cell block, first of all, because that's the one that they nicknamed the Hilton, because uh, it was a little bit uh, nicer <laughs> over there. You have better neighbors, because it's where the well-behaved inmates live, but it's also, you know, stayed better temperature controlled over there. Your cell's a little bit bigger. I don't know. I guess probably in the middle would be the best bet because on the first floor, it's going to get really cold down there in the winter. But if you're on the top floors, it's really hot, you yeah. know, in the summer. It'd be a hard choice. Putting way too much thought into this yeah. question. <laughs> you you got to be strategic. Right, yeah. Probably in the middle on the west cell block if yeah. I had to. Online, I seen that there was a graveyard on the ground. Is yes. That, does that still ring true? Yeah, so there's still a cemetery. It's actually, uh, uh, to my knowledge, it's still in use by the state of Ohio. Um, it's way back, like, behind. So you guys saw the Richland Correctional Institution behind us there? Gotcha. It's back back there behind that. So Not um, accessible to us. Not accessible to us, no, because they're still using it, uh, those new facilities. If some, the reason you would be buried in that cemetery is if you passed away here and, and nobody claimed you. They um, said there was over 200 folks there, that had yeah. passed. Yep, there was over 200 in there when this facility closed, and then, like I said, the new facilities still use it. So the warden's wife and the warden would not have been buried there? No. or Okay. So it's for basically unclaimed prisoners? Exactly. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, do you know how many deaths roughly have occurred within these we walls? We saw online. There was one that said 250. Somebody said around 250. Aaron found something that said 150. But I don't think you can ever put the note. We don't, we don't know. We know at least that 200, whatever, that's in the cemetery 
Um, but like I said, the only reason you're there is if you're if you died and nobody claimed you. So you have them, but I mean, there was probably more than that that were claimed. We just don't. Someone would have to go through and count in the records, and nobody's done that. Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy. And you, you said there's still research being done trying to oh, find yeah. the old – was it the word, the mouth, uh, history? Yeah. Or something along the line. Yeah. I don't know what a, that a lot of A lot of what we know about this place comes from what we call in the history world oral history, which are basically, you know, conversations, interviews, whatever, things with people that were alive while they experienced – well, people that were alive and experienced this building in some way while it was operating. Because there's still plenty of people around that, you know, we're inmates here yeah. um, that you, we can talk to, former guards, things like that. So a lot of what we know is from, from those. And, and you can look at the state records, of course, as well. And there's a lot of uh, really useful information there, too. But you sometimes get a lot more detail and sometimes a different story from, you know, people that lived through it. Yeah. When we, we talked earlier, we touched base, when you're walking up to the prison, it does not seem like you're about to walk into a prison. It seems like a castle of some sort. It doesn't. And we talked about, you talked about the architect that designed it. Who, who was that again? Uh, his name was Levi Schofield. He said he was out of Cleveland? Yep. And, and then it had cost $1.3 million to make this place. And that's back in the 1890s. So I don't know how much money that would translate to today. Too, too much. Yeah. yeah. Too much money. Yeah. Yeah. You can see they don't make prisons like this anymore. Uh, no, no, no. And it wasn't even finished yet when they opened it. That's how much they spent on it up to the point that they got it open. But remember? There was somewhere online, and I'm, you're the, the history buff here, uh-huh. that it said that they were still like actively working on inside around the prison until 1919. And yeah, I don't the, know how true that yeah, is the, to be. Yeah, the east cell block didn't open up until around 1910, I think, is when they started using it, and that was built by inmates that were here. You can find the Ohio State Reformatory on Google if you type in. Ohio State Reformatory and Mansfield, Ohio. You can look up, what is the website? Do you uh, know? I think it's just OhioStateReformatory.org now or MRPS.org will take it. you yep. there. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. All the likings. We'll share their website link in our bio for this particular episode. All right, thank you again, Veronica. Get busy living or get busy dying. Uh, all I could think about was the movie quotes when I was walking through. Andy Dufresne was <laughs> like, as, soon, as yeah. soon as I drove down that path. As soon as I seen the cell block. Do you ever find yourself quoting the movie? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm also the like literally the worst person to watch that movie with because I'll sit there the whole time and I'll be like pointing. I'll be this is where this is. This is where this is. I work there. That's not actually how that worked. Like, okay. Yeah. Do you, does it make you bother? Like, because the the prison beautiful itself. Does it bother you that some of the things on set were filmed in different places? I feel like that bugs the crap out of me. And the one thing that wasn't supposed to be filmed here, yeah. the uh, room with Brooks, was filmed here. And you yeah, think they filmed like, the yep. inside of that here, yeah. So I was excited to see Andy's cell, but it's not here. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit sad because I always have people always come in. That's like the one thing they want to see, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not here. There is a, a props around the prison with Andy Dufresne and uh, Morgan Freeman's character. Has right. anyone accidentally mistaken them for ghosts? Yes, actually. And people that work here move them around. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, they're dressed in, like, the air clothing, so you're like, ah, for a yeah. second, and then... Well, people move them around all the time, so you come around the corner, and there's one there. Oh, yeah, they'll scare you if you're not paying attention. How funny would that be? It's great. 
I told Veronica, and I know this is wrong, I said, we want to volunteer for the Halloween ghost, or ghost tours in general and dress up as old prisoners and from the distance of the cell blocks just run around and make like crazy like chain noises. But we know that's probably a bad idea. Well, you know. Well, I mean, during Halloween, that's the whole point. Yeah, I know. All right, Veronica, I'm cutting it right now. You guys, Veronica's awesome. Come get Veronica to give you guys your tour. She is here, she says, Thursdays and Fridays, sometimes on the weekends. You've Come check out the Mansfield Prison. Thank you've you. You've been listening to the Big Turkey and the Fat American Dream. Some notable movies have been filmed at the Reformatory, as well as music videos. So movies is Escape Plan 3 with Sylvester Stallone, The Wind is Watching, Fallen Angels, Air Force One, that's a big one, and then of course the Shawshank Redemption. Also, Tango and Cash, James, Harry and Walter go to New York with James Cann and Diane Keaton and Michael Caine, and that was before the prison had closed. And we had Righteous Vendetta, War is Killing Us All, which is a music video. Another one is the Moonshine Bandits. Master TC and the Visitors did a music video there. Little Wayne did a music video there. And also Godsmack. So there's some some pretty big names that have been out to the prison. We talked about a story of the so-called what is known as the bloodiest and evil single event that occurred outside the prison walls in july 1948 when the reformatory farm boss and his wife and daughter were kidnapped and shot to death by two parolees bent on revenge a six-state manhunt for the so-called mad dog killers ended in a shootout that left robert daniels of columbus in custody and his partners james west dead he said i'll get the chair he told the police as he signed his confession. On January 3rd, 1949, he did. So over the span of the last 20 years, the reformatory has been cleaned, preserved, and restored by the MRPS Board. So that's the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Board. Volunteers and staff have helped re-put together this prison in its original fashion. They've also added a museum, like we've talked about, that is, I could sit here and tell you about the full history of the prison and read off a paper, but the best thing you can do is go ahead and once in your lifetime go see that prison, and I guarantee you'll want to come back. And It used to be a Civil War camp, as we mentioned. with names. It was Camp Mordecai Bartley, which he, the, the camp's named after uh, governor of Ohio from the 1840s. So there was the camp was there, the prison the reformatory and what gets me is that reformatory wasn't made to be a maximum security prison or anything like that it was supposed to be you know minor crimes is what our tour guide had told us which what goes on and how uh overpopulated places get when it's supposed to only have a certain amount of people there i know this was a different episode but we didn't really touch on like the full full history because i didn't take the uh, microphone around with us and you know have the tour guide record with us veronica but we did get to sit down with veronica and we touched base on a lot of major events that had happened in the prison 
it's Tyler from the Big Turkey and the Fat American Dream. Did you know a group of turkeys is called a rafter and not a flock? Join our rafter at anchor.fm slash big turkey. Click that support button and thanks for listening guys.